Hey everybody, it's Maylee Thomas and time for another Texas Homegrown Music Show and I've got Scott Sean White in the studio today and what a sweetheart he is. Beautiful, beautiful songwriter and storyteller. So I don't want to take up too much time but I, I want to play a song that is kind of a storyteller song for me too and it's called Like a Lily. It basically talks about my childhood. For anybody out there that's had a rough one, you can get through it. I promise you, you can. Music for me was very therapeutic. So here's a song called Like a Lily, and we come back. Scott Sean White, right here on Texas Homegrown Music. Strong like a lily, rich as a river, washed in the blood
Well, hey, everybody, we're back on Texas Homegrown Music with my guest today, Scott Sean White. Scott, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me again. Oh, my goodness. Um, so much to talk about because you just uh, dropped this new record, and boy, I, I mean, there's just so many great songs on here, honey, which, mm-hmm. of course, you know, you're getting these incredible accolades from all of these different publications. I was reading about it uh, yesterday, and I thought, how... Does that make you feel, knowing that all these people are writing all this about how great you are? Of course, we've all known that for a long, long time. And, of course, this is not your first rodeo. You certainly had a lot of um, great uh, accolades from your last record as well. But I think you approached this one a little bit differently. Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, And it is wild. Uh, Some of the words, uh, kind words that have been said about the record, that's for sure. But, yeah, I... um, I went to a friend of mine named Dave Brainerd in Nashville that I had known for probably 17, 18 years um, and uh, approached him about producing the second record because I produced the first one myself, but there was really no full band stuff on it, and it was um, two tempos and, and nine ballads. <laughs> and I, you know, I could handle that, but on this record, I knew there was going to be more full band stuff and more up-tempo stuff, and, and I didn't know what that you know, I'm still figuring out what that sounds like with my voice and and um, all that. And so uh, I went to Dave because uh, he, you know, he produced Brandy Clark's Twelve Stories record and not just that record, but a bunch of stuff in in Nashville that's not mainstream, that's left of center. And uh, I thought if anybody will know what to do, it'll be Dave. And uh, and he did. He did a great job. And, uh, and, so and had you a, had a history with him on um, other things? Because it's a pretty personal thing to give somebody your material and say, help me put this yeah. out the way I actually hear it in my head with, you know, icing on it. Well, one good thing was that um, I didn't hear most of it in my head yet. Okay. That was why I went to him. Okay. The other thing that really is, is we dove into it. We didn't do any full band sessions we put it together kind of piece by piece. And because Dave plays the heck out of the guitar and a whole bunch of other instruments. Yeah, I saw a whole plethora of instruments yeah, he has on there. Yeah, he did all sorts of stuff. So he was able to lay down the bare bones, put some simple percussion behind it. Then we had a drum day. And then we had an electric guitar day. So we were able to kind of step by step um, find what my sound of this record was going to be. Um, if we had done it all like you usually do on a lot of records, and especially in Nashville where you have a full band day, it it might have might not have come out. Well, as I think authentic, probably really. you um, you actually said that you didn't really have it in your head, but you kind of did because if you laid it down with him, you wrote it. I mean, you played it the way you wrote it. Yeah. And then you guys just brought in the stuff that you thought could use to lift it a little bit and to maybe, you know, there is a little more up-tempo on this one than there yeah. has been in the past. Yeah. But what I love about it, and everybody knows that, um, Scott, you are a, an impeccable storyteller. Mm, thank you. You know, I mean, your songs, um, and I know a lot of them <clears throat> are written from experience. Yeah. A lot of them. I don't, I don't know, you know, and I know you do a lot of co-writing with other people, but um, on this record... And you've said that there's it's a self-reflective kind of thing in a mm-hmm. lot of ways, yeah. um, just like the last one was too. Mm-hmm. But um, I, you know, there's some specific things that I know about you just because I've had you on the show before, and I know you talk about it um, that you had a really rough 
childhood. Yeah, uh, it's a little and, crazy. And one that, um, you know, I think you probably therapeutically have been able to work some things out through writing. Most definitely. Most definitely. And a lot of, yeah, um, that's one of the great things about songwriting. It is it is some free therapy, <laughs> whether it's by yourself or with your, with your friends. And I think that's also a reason you become such close friends so quickly uh, writing songs a lot of the time. Because if you're going to serve the song the best you can that particular day, sometimes it might require you to tell your co-writer something that maybe you've never told anybody before or you you know only your wife knows or something and uh, and there's usually some tears shed in the process and and um and then you know 99% of the time your co-writer has some kind of uh experience that That's relates gonna... relates to it and and uh and then you you know you get closer that way and so uh yeah it's um it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, that's what that's what I was going to mention is that um, I know for me, and because I've done the same thing, there's several songs that I do in a set that are very personal, and a lot of times I'll just feel led to tell a little bit about it, and mm-hmm. even sometimes my band mates don't didn't know, right? And um, you know, just feel like led and what whatever you want to call it, if you want to call it the spirit leads you to do it, or just your emotions that are evoked at that moment or that night. Mm-hmm. And so many times, uh, people will come up to me, and even a, a band member that that I've known for many many years has, will come up and say, "Thanks for doing that." I, kind of good to know that I'm not the only one that's gone through something right. like that right and um kind of gives me hope that I can get through it knowing that you know you've been through it and I just think the biggest problem that we have when we push these things down and we don't deal with it and we don't get um a resolution is that we're the ones that um hurt from that yeah and there's uh, th- that's the reason why our therapy sessions, you know, are so big and people like to go talk because sometimes mm-hmm. they just don't feel like they can let things go until they let it out. Yeah. And you hit the nail on the head, too, about I think over the, the last few years as I started playing shows more and more and have more people come up and say exactly what your bandmate or people in your audience have said to you uh, about, man, you know, even if they don't say it in the same words it is man thank you for letting me know i'm not alone and over the last few years that's exactly one of the big reasons that i go ahead and tell you every bit of my story with all the scars and all the ugly stuff and all the struggles and all the hollering at god and everything else um so that you'll know you're not you're not alone it's okay and also too especially coming from a childhood um like mine, which I am not complaining about. I'm not a victim um, or any of They're that. They're definitely like, not a victim-minded person. It was, um, but coming from all that, also, if you came from anything like that, okay, here's a, an example, sitting or standing on stage, this survived. Yeah. Yeah. And we all need that example of someone that survived. I, I had a friend recently who their um, their son-in-law and daughter you know, got pregnant while they were dating. Well, that's Brendan and I's whole story. You know, I tell it at every show and how, you know, we've been married 33 years now. And, um, and I told my friend, Hey, if you want me to get together with, you know, your new son-in-law or going to be son-in-law and, and, you know, just 
so he can talk to somebody who started that way and survived it. So then he knows, hey, it is possible. I'm not right. saying it's going to happen for you, right. but at least you, because when Brendan, that happened to Brendan and I, we didn't know anybody that started that way that was together more than 15, 20 years. And then once I started telling that story, it shows before I play Crazy Till It Works from the first album, there's been 16 couples over the last three years that have come up and said, hey, we started that way. And one of them been married for 61 years. Yeah, isn't that wonderful? You know, so it is. It is, um, you know, you're not alone, and it is possible to survive this stuff. So. Uh, well, I, 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 yes, it is, and you and I are both standing here to, to say that. And right. I, I talk about it regularly on my show, and when it fits, that uh, I'm not ashamed any longer. You know, mm-hmm. and I and and I say that because I did, I was, mm-hmm. you know, and I didn't want anybody to know, and I hid it, and I, you know, I I tell the story that you know it took me a really long time to get to a place where I recognized that as a child being brought into that scenario, you have no control over where you're born, what you're born into, mm-hmm. but once you are able to make decisions on your own, um, mm-hmm. you do. Yeah. I have control and you can fall prey to it and play the victim. And I, I'm not saying that I don't understand it because I do. Mm-hmm. Some people struggle through that um, yeah. and they, they find their way through uh, and, and the, the non-reality of mm-hmm. drinking and drugging and doing things that takes them out of that space yeah. where they have to think about where they are and who they are. Yeah. But um, I thankfully didn't fall prey to that i'm not as good as you i have had some drinking i have done some drinking um actually though for i went for 20 something years and didn't drink a drop yeah and then george became mayor i was like i'm gonna start drinking now politics <laughs> did tell, it to you I didn't tell it? that to everybody Drug it's back really in. true too I, I started drinking a little bit after that you know so and started cussing a little too that's so great so, you know, that's so great and that's what it'll do to you well i tell you what honey this is a really remarkable um record that we've all been waiting for because you've been talking about it this past year a lot and i follow you as you know um and i i couldn't wait and you you're doing some really fun things i mean you you're playing with some pretty high cotton and you have been writing for years and years and years for those of you that um i don't know where you've been if you're not familiar with scott sean white especially on our station but he's been writing songs for artists for years now i think you you said you got your first writing deal in 2005 2007 got my first publishing deal in nashville yeah and um and a lot of of uh writing and 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 you've gotten some songs on cody yeah cody johnson and uh i'm some pretty renowned players, but I'm so thrilled that now you're playing these songs. It doesn't mean that somebody else isn't going to pick them up and want to play them because they do. But, um, you know, you're a really great storyteller and these songs deserve you to release them so people can really feel from the, from the gut, I say, Mm -hmm. you know, not just the heart. (laughs) Um, you, 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 you put it out there for sure. And I'm, you know, I know that you are. You've got a lot of uh, of uh, album release parties, and I still call them albums, people. So I'm sorry. I do too. Um, and you've got a, a lot of them coming up that I want us to be sure to tell people about. But you, um, you've got a lot of longevity on this, I'm sure, because there's so, so many great songs. And Thank you. I mean, how how fun for you 
to have put so much into this and have such um, a great response. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's uh, amazing and it's um, satisfying and uh, validating and all those things. That's for sure. But I know that's not why, why you did it, and no, that's what's so cool not. about it. Is it just happened because of that? Well, we're going to do a song called. We're going to play a song called "Pulling Weeds." You want to give us a little bit of uh, intro into that? Yeah, I wrote this uh, on a day in December a couple of years ago with a couple of buddies of mine and. Uh, up in Nashville, Adam Wheeler and Ben Roberts, and uh, that particular day, Adam was stuck in traffic, real bad traffic, getting in, and so he's about 45 minutes late, and uh, it happened to be a beautiful day, so Ben Roberts and I are just out in the parking lot at the publishing house there in Nashville, catching up on life, and and um, catching up on life that day meant that Ben was telling me about he was a few weeks out of rehab, you know, trying to save his life and save his family, and he told me the whole harrowing hard beautiful crazy story about it all and um and then adam showed up uh and we walked in the writing room and adam had no idea what we were talking about none we didn't tell him we just walked in hey man adam how you doing and adam goes i have this idea called pulling weeds and it's not all ben's story but ben's story definitely found its way in there and then um and i, I always say it shows too for me personally when i play this song or when i hear it um now um, I just think about the fact that I spend a lot of, like everybody, I think, I spend a lot of time and energy on things I shouldn't spend my time and energy on. I'm always right. trying to get better at it. You well, know? if you don't get anything out of this um, hour, please remember that. <laughs> because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I, our, our life is just uh, a moment to moment. And I want to start recognizing that I want to spend my moments not worrying about things I have no control over. Yeah. And, boy, that's a tough one. Well, this is Pulling Weeds off his new record called Even Better on the Bad Days. This is Scott Sean White on Texas Homegrown Music. And we'll be right back. Talk radio, talker on my way. Says the world's gone to hell, think I'm done with him. Cell phone ringing at my kid's ball game. Hold the side button down till I see the light fade. I'm pulling weeds. One at a time. Anything that chokes a life out of who I want to be. Gonna plant new seeds. First things first, get my hands down in this dirt Before the roots get too deep, I'm pulling weeds Getting mad about things that don't matter that much Carrying around that heavy old grudge Worrying about what other people think yeah, it's all gotta go so my heart can breathe I'm pulling weeds One at a time Anything that chokes the life Out of who I wanna be Gonna plant new seeds But first things first Get my hands down in this dirt 
with my friend and my my birthday buddy since uh-huh. we have yes. the same exact birthday well not exact i'm a lot older than you <clears throat> i'm going to be 65 on this birthday no you are yes, not yes i am i'm going to be 65 and i am in my <laughs> mind i'm still um, you know i'm i'm still in my 30s mm-hmm. truly that's where i'm at in my mind um but i love that i'm in a place in my life now where i can recognize some of the weaknesses that I have mm-hmm. and be really open to talk about how I'm going to change it. Yeah. You know, and I know, you know, again, I'm going to be 65 and a lot of the things that I do and a lot of the, of the bias that I walk around with is because of things that happened many, many years ago mm-hmm. that, like I said, I haven't dealt with. Mm-hmm. And I've started coming to a place now where I recognize when I do something or I say something, I'll say, why did I say that? Or why did I allow mm-hmm. that? Yeah. And what can I do to change that? And I'm thinking that might be some of those weeds that I need to pull out of my, right. <laughs> out of my life, yeah, right? Exactly. And I totally could relate to that. So um, I love that song, and I, and I think it's going to be a really great um, memory for a lot of people to recognize mm-hmm. it's okay. Because, you know, weeds are tough. Yep. They can grow through stuff that, you know, I mean, I've seen them grow through concrete. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And uh, And they're tough. But, boy, if you can just pull that root out of there and figure out what it was that caused mm-hmm. that, maybe we can start seeing more beauty in our lives. And plant something good in its place. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. But I've seen some pretty weeds, too. So yeah. let's not go there. <laughs> um, anyway. Right. So, you know, Scott, you... Uh, you you write with some other people that I've had on the show, you know, Helene Cronin, who I love. If Ooh. you're out there listening, Helene, I <clears throat> adore you, as you know. Um, and and now you're re- you're writing songs with Radney Foster, <laughs> and I know I don't know if you've written anything with Heather and um, the Stallings or not, but I know you're doing not some yet. shows with them. Yeah. Um, but you're coming out with some songs that uh, I think. People could just give you an idea and you can just roll, roll with it because you've done so much living. Yeah, it's true. I have. And experiences. And you're from, I, I think there's another reason why you're living in poetry, Texas. There's <laughs> got to be something to that. Um, yeah, yeah, I live in poetry. Grew up gotta, in Kerrville. 
but the, you lit yeah folk Kerrville festival, folk festival so. so you got a lot of um you yeah. got a lot of people that are you know in in your midst that have been in in that area that are, are prolific writers um i love that you have that as a foundation i know i think you said you grew up in Kerrville. yeah i grew up in Kerrville, and um were you when did you know this was what you wanted to do Probably maybe towards the end of being in Kerrville. We moved to the Dallas area when I was about 16. Okay. Uh, through a whole other crazy story that I don't have time to tell here. but um, And uh, then been in the Dallas area ever since and then moved out to poetry about seven and a half years ago. Um, but, yeah. Um, and Ray Wiley used to live in poetry, mm -hmm. apparently. Mm -hmm. That's kind of cool. Yeah. There's something in the water yep. out there. And uh, we just had Ryder Grimes on, and he's uh, That's right. Um, yeah, well, yeah, I, I think that uh, Texas has got so many great artists. I, I'm, yeah. The more I do this show, the more I realize I don't know. Mm -hmm. And how many people are out there that are doing this that I haven't even discovered yet yeah. or that we don't know about that are really, really good. And, of course, I know this. And that one reason why I like to do this show is because I recognize that um, there's so much talent that it's not about your talent as to whether or not you're on the radio or you're playing mm -hmm. big stadiums. Yep. It's just whether or not, you know, you, it, it's a being at the right place at the right time. Or for me, I, I like my anonymity. Mm -hmm. I talk about it all the time. I like that. I can go to the grocery store with my slippers on and don't have somebody following me with the camera mm -hmm. so they can gotcha. Right. You know, right. I, I, I kind of like it and I still get to play my music. So, yep. um, you know, it just depends on wh what it is that you're looking for. But do you, are you satisfied with where you are in your, in your music life? I think I, it's funny you've asked that because I think I'm probably more satisfied than I've ever been. And looking back on when I first went to Nashville in 2005, that first trip, my whole goal, that first trip and the first 12, 15 years, my whole goal was to write songs for other people. Okay. I mean, that was the whole thing. I had no artist uh, dreams or aspirations. I was 36 when I went to Nashville. That's, you know, quote unquote, too old. And I don't really have a country voice. I'm definitely don't have a mainstream kind of country voice. There's not a twang there, all these things. And I just, it wasn't what I was after. Right. And, um, but I had to go to Nashville for me to learn how to write songs. Um, I know you can learn that anywhere, but for me, I learned in Nashville, and uh, me really learned. And then, then I started as I was learning how to write songs. I uh, I learned you had to write what you know and what's real. And so I wrote some songs that were personal to me, and then something to me. And then over the years, I collected a bunch of songs that are me. And then COVID happened and shut the world down, and I had time to record my first record. And so I did. And when I made that first record, I realized uh, when it came out, I was like, well, now I've got to keep making records. And so now I'm out. I'm two records in. I was just telling a friend the other day how crazy it is that when I went to town, my whole goal was to write songs for other people. But God had a whole different plan. And here I am, year 20 in Nashville now, going back and forth. And what I was really, the main thing I was supposed to do out of all this was start putting out my own music well i'm still trying i'm still trying to write songs for famous people that's still a goal it's just not the goal anymore because going out and playing these shows and telling just my story and my stories and my wife and i's story 
my family's story and seeing the impact it has uh, on people um it's it's nothing i ever envisioned never dreamed about and it's way greater and way bigger than i ever thought well i think the world is ready for authenticity i i, yeah. I really do i think that um and i uh, you know the music business has changed so much in the last couple of decades, um, but I I see even the young kids they they love it when they see somebody open up and be real mm-hmm. and just sit right in front of their iPhone and sing a song. They do, you know, and throw well, it out there. People pe- people spend their whole day looking yeah. for that. Well, I think that's why people like Zach Bryan uh, and folks like that are blowing up mm-hmm. because. Um, if nothing else, the dude is just being himself and being real, and it's not all fancy produced and all that, which I'm not against that either, but I'm just saying I, I agree with you that I think um, the market is telling you, too, that people are hungry for something real instead of all this made up. Contrived up. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, speaking of real, I think you need to make it real. You were going to sing a song for us here in the studio. Yeah, let's do it. Still. Yeah, let me pull this over here. Yeah, I wrote this with my uh, my friend Eric Erdman, talking about this crazy thing about songs, and we only have twelve notes and twenty six letters, and and yet you know you can listen to this station and any station all day. You can listen to your Spotify playlist, and somebody's still finding a way to put them together in in a way that's never been done before. And that math doesn't really work, <laughs> if you think about it, but for some reason it does. We were talking about that one day, and uh, we took about seven months to write this song. Here we go. It's just a pawn shop risky with rusty strings. Barely stays in tune, but man. It sings It's just a blank sheet of paper Waiting on ink And a line in your head You got from some wiki of dream With just 12 notes And 26 letters Depending on how you put them all together can Make somebody dance Make somebody smile Take their mind off a of life for a little while Start a revolution that'll change the world And if you get it right, you can get the girl Turn three minutes into something that'll last forever With just twelve notes and twenty-six letters When you think about everything Bob Dylan ever said And what Lennon and McCartney did heart your head ain't it crazy how right now there's some talent show kid about to say it in a way nobody else ever did which is 12 notes and 26 letters depending on how you put them all together can make somebody dance make somebody smile take their mind off a line for a little while start a revolution change your world and if you get it right you can get the girl turn three minutes into something that'll last forever 
which is 12 notes and 26 letters depending on how you put them all together can make somebody dance make somebody smile take their mind off a light for a little while start a revolution that'll change your world and if you get it right you'll get the girl turn three minutes into something that will last forever which is 12 that is so sweet and um i love the reference of course to um mccartney and right. lennon and all, all these people that uh you know i have a theory though that um I guess I guess I probably shouldn't say this on the air because there might be some artists out there that get upset. But that's just too bad. You know, all, all these people that sue everybody because they think their song sounds like another song and they mm. think that, you know. I have this theory that as many years as we've been playing music, there's going to be songs that sound like other songs. There are. I mean, you know, it's just the way it is. There and are. We, we have... You know, again, we have just a certain amount of notes that yep. we can play. And uh, I don't know. I guess I'm just, I'm one of those people that if, if somebody writes a song that sounds like one of my songs, you know, I'll be like, oh, wow, cool. I'm not the only one that thought that was good. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I know. Isn't that funny? That's just, the how, that's just how I look at it after all no, these years of playing music and, and trying to get my, my stuff out there. But um you know, um, I think one of the things that I have to talk about with you that makes uh, you so special is that you have a very deep faith, mm -hmm. and you and you've talked to me and you talked to people very openly about how you were mad at God and you actually yeah. yelled at Him and I've done the same thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've gone through some stuff where I've got, yeah. I've been like, okay, God, are you really there? And if you are, are you listening? Mm -hmm. Are yeah. you watching? And what, what, why am I going through this? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I think that probably what makes my relationship with, um, with my God so special is that I can have those conversations with him and not feel bad about it. Yeah. Because I, I'm real with him. I've said to people over the years um, that I don't, I think if you haven't hollered at God or shook your fist at him or all of the above, you probably don't really know him yet. <laughs> you know, like, and I remember the first time I heard a preacher talk about that, they were talking about Psalms and all these, you know, Psalms that David wrote where he just, he's hollering at God. He's mm -hmm. mad and just like, why are you blessing all these people? They're not even trying on you. And then at the end he goes, but I trust you and I know you're going to work it out. You know, uh, and I thought when I heard that sermon, uh, that series of sermons, I went, that's that's my conversations with God, like yeah. all these years. Yeah. My conversations have always just been just talking. And I remember a friend of mine, Terry Jo Box, that I write a lot of songs with. Um, years ago, she said to me, I was having one of those days where I was, I was, me and God were not getting along that day. And she said something that always stuck with me. She said, he's a big boy. He can handle it. Yeah, well, it's a beautiful song, and I want to play it right now. It's called God is Good, and it's on his latest record, which is called Even Better Than the Bad Day. Even Better on the Bad Day.
Daddy drank a fifth every morning just to stop shaking. God is good. Beat my mama half to death while she was pregnant. God is good. Doc told her that baby boy might not be alright. God is good. But here I am, 55 years in. Mama had a stroke when I was right out of high school. God is good. I took care of her and my brother cause somebody had to. God is good. One night I thought about running my truck into a tree. God is good. That's when I went looking for Jesus just to find out he was already looking for me. God is good on the better on the bad days Yeah, my God is good Always He sings with me in the sunshine Cries with me in the rain Yeah, my God is good Always I was just dating this girl when we I remember thinking that's it, my whole life is wasted. God is good. Turns out he had a plan my church eyes couldn't see. God is good. Cause it's been 32 years and she's still here. Best thing ever happened to me. God is good on the good days. Even better on the bad days. Yeah, my God is good. Always He sings with me in the sunshine Cries with me in the rain Yeah, my God is good Always So I say Even when I don't want to Cause I've been through Enough to know it's true it's always true. God is good on the good days, even better on the bad days. Yeah, my God is good. Always, He sings with me in the sunshine, cries with me in the rain. Yeah, my God is good. back and I already know that you guys are all huge fans probably already have been just like me but um, you've got to get this new record and you've got to come see him play because um, like you said he really is a storyteller and he'll he'll actually 
you know talk to you guys and bring you in on yeah. bring you in on the songs um, right there in person so speaking of in person you've got some shows coming up on the, the 9th in houston for your cd release party um at dosi doe in woodlands yeah and dosi doe the little uh, breakfast barbecue whiskey bar version of it it's it's an awesome place i can't wait awesome and then you're opening for radney foster on the 15th in galveston mm-hmm. and, and then you've got a show with another one of my favorite bands mm-hmm. wilder blue love those guys zane and those cats are also yeah, talented are. Um, and then That's on you'll, that Friday at Texas Theater in Waxahachie. Yeah, in Waxahachie. Yeah. And then um, you're going to be with Radney again at the Mule Barn. Yeah, on the 17th. On the 17th. And tons of stuff after that. I mean, I went to your website today, and I was just so thrilled to see all the different places. You're going to be down in Mobile, Alabama. And, I mean, I'm <laughs> telling you, this dude is on the road. He is a working musician. And um, so you guys, be sure to check it out. And go to one of these shows because you will not be disappointed. It's just, um, it's a beautiful thing. And I, I don't know, Scott, it's funny, you know, off the air that you're talking about seeing me play so many years ago. Um, I, I've been playing in this area for a long time. But you know what? I am so thrilled that now with this show and with what we do, what I'm doing with this station with uh, and the Texas Music Revolution, which, by the way, I'm going to have to get you to come play on my stage. So you guys, that. if you've been listening to the station, you know we have a killer lineup this year. I Boy. mean, my favorite, favorite, <clears throat> Lucas Nelson playing on Friday night and um, – I cannot wait for that. And I'm having a female Friday, by the way, on Texas Homegrown Music Stage. Lots of females because we Mm -hmm. just don't see enough of them, I don't think, in this genre of music. But I'm going to have them all all day and night on my stage. And then Saturday, I'm going to get you to come and play on my stage if you would do that. I'd, I'd love to have you there. But I've got some great bands coming out. I've got, I've got a, a brown grass band. Did you know there was such a thing? <laughs> no, I did not. Yeah, I got a brown grass band from um, Austin coming to play on Saturday um, called Sour Bridges. I got to see I've that. The, I got to see uh, that. Uh, uh, it's it's going to be a really, really great day <laughs> of music. And band. so you guys get your tickets because they're going to sell out. There's no doubt they're going to sell out. Yeah. But um, you've got a bunch of shows coming up, and I want everybody to come and see you play. Um, you're going to be in McKinney, you just said, in March. Yep. So, at the local um, yokel. For, yeah. yeah, at the local yokel. And they've got um, – that's a great listening room. So if you guys haven't got plans yet, check out his website, scottshawnwhite.com. That's right. And uh, he's all over social media. I follow you on Facebook, of course. And um, I'm just so thrilled that you came by to see me today and be a part of the show. And I just, you know, I love you. Thank you so much. I, 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 I love you. That. I mean, when you did, the, when you were doing your Kickstarter thing for your first record and getting, I was like, mm-hmm. I'm so in. <laughs> I so believe in this guy, and oh, I was just you. so happy to see that take off for you. And then this second record, and I know you. You probably already got some things in your mind already for another one. We are. We're and, already um, thinking about it and getting it organized. And so, um, just just keep it up, baby, because you have found your calling for sure. Um, even though you thought it was just to write songs for other people, right. you, were supposed to, you were supposed to give them, <clears throat> let us hear you do it too. Yeah. So we'll be right back. But right now we're going to play. Um, you want to do a little bit of a segue on um, on what this song means and or what it meant to you? Um, on Hope You Never Do? Yeah. Yeah, I was born in Radney's kitchen, uh, Radney Foster's kitchen a year and a half before I met him. Uh, him and Eric were writing some other thing that day. They took a lunch break. Went into the kitchen to eat, and one of Radney's kids was in the other room 
watching TV and there was something about a fight or a riot or something. And the kid came in and said, Dad, I don't even know what it's like to ball up my fist to hit somebody. And uh, Radney teared up and said, I hope you never do. Oh, that's awesome. Well, it's a beautiful song. And um, thanks again for being a part of Texas Homegrown Music always. And we'll have you you back. Thank you, man. As usual. We'll be right back right here. Texas Homegrown Music. An extra hundred if you cut a couple corners and no one to know but you. Let your beer buzz tell you to cold cock your cousin when you're feeling civil bulletproof. Sell that guitar when it gets hard, cause you're too scared to lose. But I hope you never do. You can drown in the bottom of a Kentucky bottle instead of asking for help. Skip the I'm sorry's and blame everybody instead of owning it yourself. Slam down the phone on the only one with the stones to tell you the truth. But I hope you never do. Cause sometimes you make choices, boy, boy. Sometimes they Walk that road in my old boots Go through what I've been through But I hope you never do You cannot buy the flowers Try to get by without them Act like it's no big deal Keep your mouth shut Cause you think it ain't tough To tell her how you you can lose a girl who saved your life Cause your pride's got something to prove But I hope you never do Cause sometimes you make choices Boy, boy, sometimes they make you And you can walk that road in my old Life mad all the time. Now, what you think this world does you? Yeah, sometimes you make choices, boy, but sometimes they make you. And you can walk that road in my old boots, go. Hell that I've been through, but I hope you never do. I hope you never do.
My daddy hit my mama on more than one occasion, but he also saved my ass a time or two. To this day, I ain't quite sure if I love him or hate him. Through these tinted windows, it's hard to see the truth of all the things he said to me. What he never said hurt worse, but not everything he said led me the wrong way. Like the time I heard that boy at school call my friend the N-word when I asked my daddy what that meant, he slammed on his brakes, pulled right over, said, "Son, hear me good now." Don't you ever let that word come out your mouth? Go figure. Some people run with the devil and walk with Jesus. At their best, they are your heroes, and if they're worth. They are your demons. I guess in the end, you have to call it even. My mama hit the bottle till the bottle hit her back. That was the only fight she ever lost. Man, I wish you could've known her back before all that. You'd have seen the Southern Angel who carried my cross. She was the only thing between me and hell. And all the while she was drowning herself. Some people write.
have to call it even. Call it even. My daddy hit my mama on more than one occasion, but he also saved my ass a time. Well, I'm sure you recognize that voice because we've been listening to it this whole show. That's Scott Sean White. That was his title track off his last record called Call It Even and a beautiful song. And I know that you guys probably read into that, that uh, that's definitely a life story for him. And that's what I love about him. He talks about his life. He, he plays about his life. He sings about his life. And I think people are ready for that. We love authenticity in music. And there you have it. Call it even. Well, that wraps it up for another show. But if you guys haven't gotten your TMR tickets yet, you better get them. For Texas Music Revolution 28 this year is going to be so incredible. And I've got the Weathered Souls on my stage. I've got, oh, I, I think we talked about it, but I've got a, 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 I don't even know how to describe them. But the Sour Bridges Band is going to be playing. I've got some great girls on my female friday stage so you guys get your tickets don't be left out in the cold because they're gonna sell out this year for sure and it's right in my hometown of downtown mckinney texas 20 stages so many great bands um lucas nelson on friday night i'm gonna be there right up front screaming crazy and then my band will also be playing the late sets on both nights on friday night and saturday night after the headliner so come on over to our stage texas homegrown music right there in front of cadillac pizza pub in downtown mckinney but uh we hope to see you there have a great day remember to love life you get out of it what you put into it we'll see you next time right here on texas homegrown music thank you burris injury law guitar sanctuary for being great supporters always and we'll see you next time